Hello, hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Motivation for Life. This is Motivation for Life with, and my name is Susu Kennedy. I am an expert in human behavior, human science, and education, parenting. Welcome to my channel. Today, we are going to talk about happiness. I'm not going to tell you how to be happy, but I'm going to tell you all the facts that we should consider uh, when when taking happiness for something seriously. What does it mean? So a lot of people talk about happiness and be happy and don't worry, be happy. Well, happiness is like a serious thing. It is not just an emotion. It's not just a feeling. To be happy means a lot. And there's a lot of philosophers who have written about it. What's the meaning for happiness? And it's kind of misunderstood. Um, they tell us in our culture, in our society, mass media communication, the old TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, the old um, media used to tell us, they started telling us what uh, happiness meant for us. So they they started selling, saying, you will be happy when you get a home. You will be happy, happier if you get a car, if you get married, have a family, get a dog, etc. etc. Et they tell they tell you that a certain lifestyle that was the secret for happiness. That's what you need to pursue, and that you're going to be happy. Even uh, when they started selling cigarettes, they they post pictures associating well-being and happiness with the consumption of tobacco. Same thing with alcohol. They try to, of course, um, it's a feel-good. So happiness is not something that, that makes you feel good immediately. That is not happiness. That's feeling good is just feeling good. Oh, yeah, I feel good now. You know, you, you have a drink of that. You kind of feel good. Well, we all know the dangers of tobacco and alcohol. Um, also, with medicines, uh, the medical industry has been, of course, sell, saying, Oh, you feel bad. Don't worry. We have this pill for you. We have this medicine. Oh, you're feeling bad. Where does it hurt? Oh, of course, you. we're going to give you this painkiller and you're going to feel good. So, feeling good. It's not happiness, okay? If they give you a pill to feel good, that's most likely a trap, okay? There are so many other techniques if you want to feel good. For example, there's so many other relaxation methods. For example, um, do, do exercise, um, meditation, breathing techniques, meditation along with breathing techniques. Just go to bed early, that's one of the most simple, simple cures. Just give your body some rest, some sleep um, at night, and then you totally recover. Just have a schedule, and that's feeling good. So we need to make the difference between feeling good and happiness. Happiness is most likely related to ideals, to pursuing goals and on what you want to reach, what you want to be in life, what, what is your vocation, what is it, what is it that you're, what's your purpose, why are you here in this world, okay, 
are you here in this world to obviously you you have a, a an equipment a biological equipment which is your body obviously every every man and woman are here in this planet with the potential potentially being a parent being a mom a dad a dad potentially being a relationship um potentially become create a family yes all those are natural things but happiness is usually when you don't have happiness is is usually a not feeling well every day no matter what you can have a lot of money and you can buy all the things that you want but there's a still an empty spot there's a still like um something missing something missing um and you're not quite realized or you're not quite uh, happy so we um for example there's a lot of people that they they start telling you yeah go ahead um, make a business make money is gonna make you happy well and a lot of people say no i mean making money is not gonna make you happy but not having money is not gonna make you happy either and we all know that however it is not i mean when you make money you will be able to to have access to comfort and probably luxury brands and probably a lifestyle where things are easier easier to get it's it's going to be easier to travel easier to to get the services that you need easier to get goods and services you're going to be just like a higher consumer um for some people that makes us happy yes that makes makes you feel good but that is not happiness okay because you're still going to be stressing about different things is is being happy have no stress no because stress is just a a mood of the brain that make us move and make us solve problems and make us get out of problems or solve the problems so happiness is more like a spiritual a state of mind in which you feel loved by others and and you want you feel that you want to love others okay so it is like um a realization that we are a community of humans in this world we are all sharing a space and even that we are all different when you have that sense of community and when you um when you realize you're not alone and you realize that you can belong to groups and you can go out and do things for yourself and for others you can volunteer at different events when you have a sensation that everything in your life is balanced like when you have good sleeping habits on my opinion this is the formula for happiness okay good sleeping habits uninterrupted um exercise exercise maybe three times per week uh, or intense exercise would be great um belong to a group of friends that you often see 
I don't care if it's in your church, in your neighborhood, friends, not, not friends on Facebook or, yeah, social media, it's important that you also belong to social media and you get your feedback there when you post your pictures. But you also, if they're your friends, they're going to be nice to you. But you need to also understand that if you're social media, there's going to be some amount of negativity, um, judgment and everything. Because a lot of people would envy, would envy if you are famous or beauty or whatever. So also, I want to tell you that um, you need to have a balance, of course. Um, having someone to love or someone who lo feeling loved by someone that's going to bring you happiness too and um, for example I would say um, if you have just became independent in your life and I would say go back to your parents, go back to visit them, um, go back to, to visit your aunts cousins I would say uh, go back and visit friends. Call that friend. You're thinking on a friend. Go visit your friend. Become friends with people. Um, I would say uh, push yourself into someone else's life. Become part of their daily life. Because if you don't say anything, they probably won't invite you, okay? I am witness on how how uh, how difficult it is if you feel that you don't fit in but you need to make yourself fit in and you want to be part of of that group and you just need to tell people hey I'm here I'm not leaving and so I'm talking about the social belonging into a group it is very important to be happy because we need to have that human contact We need to have that uh, human acceptance and that feedback. We need to be able to hold someone's hand. It is okay to um, to trust on someone. Now be careful, of course, with the with the online uh, thing because it's you need to get to know people if your online friends are the only ones you have um, there's something wrong you need to go and either meet people in person or just join a club from your real life I mean join join a group of the church you can go to a meetup.com and then you join people uh, in the meetup people that you can go out for lunch or dinner with brunch and then you talk to That, per that person, those people that are, that like to go out on a group, I suggest you go to meetup.com. I personally am an organizer at meetup.com. I haven't organized events recently because I don't, I don't have, then I, I was only doing it because I said, well, I want to go out and nobody's invited me right now, so I'm going to invite, I'm going to be the organizer. And then I had people coming over, at least 10, 10 people coming over to my events and we would just make friends and it was nice. So also for happiness, make sure you have good nutrition. Nutrition is very important because we are what we eat and sometimes what we eat may be good in our system or may not be good 
and it depends on how we process it <clears throat> so I suggest that you are very picky with what you eat if you stop eating dairy you will see changes in your life in your respiratory system if you stop eating animals I, I am totally advocate for uh, plant-based food for the animals first of all because it is not fair to kill another animal similar like you with two eyes two ears one mouth a mom and a dad to kill another innocent animal take take its life for you to eat when you can eat something else you can eat plants and be as nurture so eating animals come with a with a pay come with a karma and we have to be very careful about it um, also <clears throat> you will be free of allergies and everything if you stop eating dairy there's so many uh, doctors that are plant-based doctors and how they explain uh, the benefits of being being plant plant-based people and and you can see it everybody a lot of people are turning to be plant-based uh, food it's part of your belief system and so food it is very difficult that people <clears throat> would immediately understand the science behind a plant-based diet however we just need to keep on trying uh, trying communicating and putting the information out there about plant-based something else I would like to tell you is okay so your affections matter in your level of happiness uh, your sleeping habits your exercise your nutrition and also your accomplishments okay how how are you accomplishing your goals and your goals can be uh, in in your career career goals um, if you have if you are focused on your career you understand you may have to sacrifice other things and then one more thing to be happy is how you parent yourself parenting is a difficult task when we parent our kids or when we are in in authority positions like coaches or teachers we parent others so but also remember when when we force ourselves to do something we don't like or we don't want to do we parent ourselves to do it so that is a task that we have to do and we have to um, not pamper ourselves and then obligate ourselves to do the things that we don't want to do but we know we have to do in order to reach our goals and with this I'm going to tell you something if you don't parent yourself you must you could be betraying yourself if you don't do the things that you have to do now for yourself you could be betraying yourself and you could not be not reach your goals because you're just not doing it you're just letting yourself go so we gotta be serious about our existence and and I I hope and I encourage everybody to take your life into a balance and to balance your nutrition your sleeping your exercise your affections be surrounded by 
good friends and good people, make parties, invite people over to your house. Um, try to make your kids social also. And also, I suggest that uh, to try the plant-based diet because when your intestinal bacteria changes to good bacteria, you feel happy. If your body feels good, you're going to feel happy too. It's, you're going to feel that good feeling that you can accomplish anything. And our body is wonderful. So also, I would suggest also uh, do, it, do some exercise. The, a very simple exercise you can do, you don't have to belong to a gym, is running, and that's cheap, and you don't have to do anything. Just get out on the street and walk and run. And you can do it in, during the day, you can do it at night, you can do it if it's, if it's not raining, you can do it, you can do it at any time, and it's something really fun. Okay, well, I wish everybody you have a wonderful day and please keep on listening like and share my podcast and this is Susu Kennedy on motivation for life and you can text me or email me visit my website humanscience.online bye Welcome to Motivation for Life, Motivation for Life podcast. This is your friend Susu Kennedy, and I am a life coach, and I am a human science behavioral specialist. And today we are going to talk about what is a life coach. What is the difference between a life coach and a psychologist? Or what is the difference between a life, a life coach and a regular coach? And what are the differences between life coach and the rest of the people and the psychotherapist, etc.? Well, a life coach is a person who has uh, sufficient maturity to coach other people in their life to make good decisions, set up goals in life, and keep you in the right track. Like, for example... It is very, very similar to a football coach, to a basketball coach, to a, to a sports coach that is going to, it's going to lead you in your game. However, you are the player, right? You are the one, when you go and play in the, in the court, in the field, it's just you and the ball, let's say. Uh, it, is, it is you who makes the decision ultimately the decisions the coach can tell you do this and do that and do this defense and uh, follow this this uh, strategy but when you are playing in the game on life it's up to you if you do it like you you may just change your mind and you are the one in the game with all the pressure so you things may happen different when you are in the game. So that's who I am. I am Susu Kennedy and I am a life coach. And why did I consider myself a life coach? Well, because I've been in the game for so long and also because I have this talent and this talent and this, it's just like a, a virtue that God gave me. It is a talent and a gift 
that I have um, to coach people on how to make better decisions. I do have studies on behavioral science. I do have a master's in psychology. Now, a lot of life coaches, they don't have psychological uh, background or study, but a lot of them don't need it. For example, uh, business coaches, they do have experience in business. So then a lot of them, they are they are called um, consultants, like business consultant. That is a business coach. A consultant, it's a coach, yes. Um, I can be also a behavioral consultant, okay? People call me behavioral consultant. So people come to me, they tell me their life, and then I tell them, I do an analysis, and I I do a study on on that person's choices and their life, what they're going through, emotions, decisions, um, everything. I consider all the aspects of life. And then, then I start the coaching. And the coaching is we are going to set up goals of what are the things you want to reach. So I already have my method. And I have helped a lot of people. I am also a vegan coach because I have knowledge on 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 nutrition uh, also uh, do you need a, a license from the state to be a life coach no there is not such a thing you do not need a license to be a life coach anybody can be a life coach just not anybody can be a good life coach uh, a life coach can be a parent yes if the parent uh, puts the emotions on the side a good friend can be your coach. It's usually a business partner who is more like a coach. Uh, in educational settings, they put you a coach, and then the coach is supposed to be checking on you and helping you with what you want to... But it's different because a coach has a plan for you, and, and the job is not done until you reach that goal and you reach that plan. Um, the difference between a life coach and a psychologist, psychologists uh, have a PhD and they're usually clinical, so they use medication to help people with um, mental problems. So that is not a life coach. Now, can the psychologist coach? Yes, they do. They do therapy. They do coaching. However, The difference, the main difference between the life coach and the psychologist is that the professional psychologists, they are in a workplace and they give you medicines if if you need to. The life coach, we are not just in one place. We are not just in an office. We can move. We can travel. We can go places. We can go meet you in other places. Um... And we can do therapy. If you know how to do therapy, of course, if you have a methodology. But we can also just observe. Observe you in different life situations. We can do observation. And we can um, then, based on observing your behavior, we can we give you the advice that you need we coach you we start telling you how about you do this i suggest that you do this and um, 
and it's up to you if you want to do it now do we do life coach get paid yes we get paid we actually get paid more money than a psychologist because usually a life coach does not work with people with mental illness a life coach usually works with people regular normal people like you and me that sometimes we have we may have some anxiety or we may have a little um sadness anxiety lots of moral or lots of um like i don't know where what to do now i don't know what where to go now uh, people having trouble finding a job people having trouble uh, losing weight people having trouble finding a couple finding a partner in life or uh, people having trouble with social skills now if if in the coaching i discover that an individual needs psychiatric assistance or needs to see a psychologist then i totally refer i totally refer the my client with another professional with a professional psychologist or with a professional now are life coach the same than a counselor pretty much we we do counseling however the life coach moves the life coach can go and has the life coach has the commitment to to go and see you to go and be with you at a different a certain event has the has the ability to call you on the phone or talk to you or as you have your doing or keep keep so not the life coach is usually calling you uh, you usually call the counselor right you call the counselor and you make an appointment and you go to their office in this a life coach is more active because we go to you or we try to find you we contact you and we are all about motivation and to pursue your goals <clears throat> okay it's more like i treat you more like um it is like in business when you have a business coach uh you usually within um corporate or a business they give you a coach so that person is going to constantly be looking for you and asking you for results so it's kind of like that and then also uh the difference between a life coach and um so and and all these uh psychology professional i respect a lot all the psychology professionals and i am a psychology professional i have a degree in in organizational psychology and industrial psychology and so now um but i am not licensed i to be a psychologist with a with a phd counselors they need to have a certifications to be a family counselor and they have a procedure and a process okay but um as a life coach can a counselor be a life coach yes but they have to move if they want to be a life coach can a psychologist be a life coach yes usually psychologists and psychotherapists and counselors don't like me because i do make more money i get paid more but the reason why i get paid more as a life coach is because i do more i am not just in my office um i do not just see you in therapy every every month or every three months or and then you come and then you talk to me and then i tell you no 
Um, as a life coach, I am more active. I contact my clients at least once a week and I'm in touch with them. And then even in long distance therapy, um, I travel to see them and to meet them. And then, of course, I get paid for doing that. And then I listen to their problems. And then also I start, I do the, the coaching with very, very specific uh, advice. But my job is mostly to get the client to do what is best for him or best for her and make the best decision. How many times you think you're making the best decision, but you're not? How many times your psychologist told you to do this and that? And, and turns out turns out that was not the best thing to do. So as a life coach, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life, but I'm going to have you make the, the best decision ever for yourself. Okay, this is Susu Kennedy, and this is Motivation for Life. Thank you for visiting my, class, my, my podcast. Please share, please share and subscribe because I want to have so many more interesting topics. And if there is one topic that you want to know more, I can definitely... Uh, do it and research it and talk about anything that you would like to learn more and just listen while you're driving okay bye bye hello hello welcome to motivation for life this is Asusu Kennedy and I am talking about this podcast about human relationships we are talking about motivation for life how to appreciate your life better how to be um, a happier person how to reach your goals how to let go of the past how to grow um, in development in human development what are the things what is your thinking process for healing and recovery and so this is me uh, Susu Kennedy and I am a human uh, science professional, behavioral analyst. Um, I do both online and field research. And today we are going to talk about this very fine, delicate topic of violence to women, which is something sad that I wouldn't really want to talk about it, but we have to talk about it, mostly because... There is, um, there is a positive thing that we can learn about, about violence to women if it happened to you because of the environment. Probably my advice is easy to say, move out of that environment. But when, when that environment was your house, was your own family home, it is difficult for a child. However, we are already teaching kids that they can pick up the phone and dial 911 in, in case of any abusive situation. But I know in some Latin American countries in the rest of the world, it doesn't work like that. It is not just a child can just pick up the phone and someone is going to go and save the poor little girl. Or So it is sad. I know... Now, if, if it happened, if you grew up in an abusive home where the father was abusing the, the mother, when the role mother was an abusive male, um, 
they're taking advantage psychologically, emotionally, or physically of the female, the mother, and the mother allowed it, and the mother um, couldn't do anything. I understand women, when we are the mom, and when we are in a relationship, we are codependent. So my interpretation of why women stay in an abusive relationship when they are married and when they have children, a lot of times, believe me, it is not for the children and it is not for the marriage. A lot of times it's because that woman is under a codependency, um, pathological codependent uh, uh, relationship. And codependency is a it's a very deep and very um, um, very profound topic. So, with what happens with codependency is what causes codependency. Well, codependency is not caused by abuse or violence on itself. It is caused by the relationship, the men and women relationship per se. When you are in a couple relationship, our brain has chemicals and hormones which are um, segregated, who, which are um, thrown in your body, okay, in your brain. So it is part of the human nature that females get codependent on men for survival. Because just think back in the days, in primitive times, uh, women had to survive. And so we have these hormones to get attached to a man that is going to protect us, that is going to uh, go hunt the food. Even that a lot of women were recollectors and were collectors of seeds and everything. Uh, however, what I'm talking about is the codependency is natural. It is a natural human behavior that every woman when we are in a couple relationship we became we become codependent does the man become codependent too yes they do become codependent but at a different intensity women we become codependent at a much higher emotional needy um uh, intensity for love okay so for the love is caring expressing uh, wishing to be close to that person loving and caring for that person admiring that person that um, man because our nature is to be attached to the man so that we can have babies so that he can help us and protect our babies and so that just family works and just and that's how it works however so don't think that your codependency don't don't blame it on you because you can't leave that man if you are in a re an abusive relationship don't blame it on you it is not you it is how your brain was programmed and someone someone it, it probably was god okay uh, or the being um, 
responsible for creating us like this. Uh, that person who created us like like this thought that uh, women should be dependent on men if at a more at a higher intensity level. Why? What for? So that it was easier for them to get us, right? So that so that men. Of course, we were created by a man, male entity because for men. Um, If women were not like this, like we are, men will have to do a lot more to get us. And for them, it doesn't take much. Is they just talk a little? It it doesn't take much for a man to actually find even. Okay, some guys really do nothing, right? But the men only have to show that they are capable, that they are some kind of a hero and that they are they all they usually show up or their capability that they're tough and brave and all that so um like materialistic powerful or financially successful and all those things okay so now why does a man would be abusive over a, a woman uh, first of all because In men's nature, they cannot use words much. Men are usually short-worded and they do have the adrenaline and the testosterone. They are a little like a beast and they do get mad. And because that works for them. So why a man gets abusive and mad towards women or children? Because it works for him. If you ignore him or if, if he realizes that it doesn't work, well, then he's probably going to not do it or not have to use the force. Uh, any man who was allowed to get upset like that um, or to not control aggression, that he grew up like in, a, in an environment, in a family environment or society where usually the his father taught him that it was okay to hurt women or to to grow up aggressive i would say first time if you get with a man and first time i would say make him angry try to do something to make him angry so that you see how angry he's gonna get and leave him if he has a bad angry or a bad drink if he um watch him when he drinks so with men I would say stay away from aggressive men stay away if even if you grew up if if in your past if you grew up in an in an environment where men were were allowed were not punished for for being aggressive or were not limited um by the mother or where men were not respecting the mother just for being a female when there's this disparity like I respect my dad because he's a man and but not my mom because he's a woman things like that that's that's a gender uh, disparity so then uh, be careful with who you get as a boyfriend that's why you have to get to know the boyfriend um, and not not get emotionally involved don't catch feelings 
just get to know the man and get to know which his boundaries are I would say don't push him too much to his boundaries because men have a hard time um, controlling themselves in, in, in the aggression so my recommendation to a woman who is with a man that the man is aggressive number one don't make him angry don't do anything that make him angry now if he's being abusive and if he wants to rule and if he wants to make you do things that you don't like or if he is not asking you please if he's not asking you to do the things for him if he's not asking you nice if he's at treating you like an object like he owns you and you are sick and tired and you are not feeling good about the relationship and he forgets your birthday and on top of that you think not only he's aggressive but he's not appreciating you um, and he's not doing anything about his behavior and if he physically hurts you you have to leave that man if he physically is trespassing your personal boundaries I think it is time for you to, to walk away you don't have to say anything just one day walk away you can leave him a letter and go to a safe place because nobody owns you you are free you are, an, you are a free individual okay you are a free individual and and here and in any country you have freedom nobody is supposed to own you physically you don't belong to him even that in your mind and in your biological unconscious mind you think he owns you he doesn't nobody's we don't own we can't own people it is illegal to own a person even that you both promised love one thing is love but love is not hurting love is not abusive love is not i take from you the things that i want no that is not love love is not have sex but i still can take your money no that is not love love is not we can have sex and then but you have to pay my bills that is not love okay love is not we can kiss i love you baby but i leave you alone with all the house chores and you need to on your own you have to take care of everything and i'm just here to give you love no that is not love that is not love love is something much more different now do men are men capable to love they they don't love like the way we do okay so women have a processing brain and men have a physical brain so uh, we we ladies we process everything before it happens during it's happening and after we are always processing and thinking and evaluating analyzing men are just very sensuous and they are um, just processing the physical experience that you give them so they do need the physical experience and um, ultimately they do whatever you want so I would say before 
before you start a relationship with a man with a boyfriend yes spend time together get to know him as a woman you have to control your emotions you have to know yourself you have to not be needy or dependent and that's very difficult because when you are having sexual relationships with a man your brain takes over totally your reasoning and you start um, having all these emotions of belonging and craving for him so what I suggest is don't be with him 24-7 I suggest uh, you need to work a lot as a woman you have to work a lot on building up your own personality building up your persona who are you what do you like what do you want how what are the things that make you beautiful um, who do you love who loves you and surround yourself of other people other adults and not the husband okay only not the husband only also uh, make friends with the neighbors join a church a group join a running club uh, whatever join a um, be friends with your co-workers if you work if you are a stay-home mom you have to have other groups of groups of friends you talk to your family talk to your relatives and I think that's what usually happens But you need to understand that when you when you create your life, do not create your life that the center of the universe is the man. Create your life like the center of the universe is you. Like worry about yourself, right? Why? Because there is no guarantee. Men, a man can take you and then can can dump you at any time because that's the trend they think they can do that so I would say enjoy the moments right enjoy the happy moments um, do not get attached um, ignore him for a little while uh, have other options belong to groups uh, what else Now, if you are already in an aggressive situation and you just you realize that you don't want to continue living like that, make a plan. I would say don't live like just without not knowing where you're going to spend the night. You have to make a plan. Do not make the man angry. Do not contradict. Pretend to be okay with the with the way he is try to stay in peace and of course write down your boundaries and i would say look for psychological help look for social worker help call out the the uh, the abuse numbers hotline you can call me and i can help you but my suggestion is make a plan Make a plan for money. Make a plan to get out so that one day you can get out. And if you have to lie, lie about it. Say that you're going to visit your your aunt. And so I suggest make a plan. Make an escape plan. 
and leave him a letter um, and in the letter you are going to explain why you are doing this and you're going to ask him to not not find you again to not go find you right um a lot of women have done this a lot of women have escaped a lot of women have left the husband because they didn't like him anymore or because he was not treating treating them right and a lot of women have done this so you would not be the first one or the last one that is going to do it uh, I did it and I feel very very happy about it I can I looking back at my pictures my photographies back then when I was uh, married and looking looking at my photographies right now I much look I look much younger and happier now than than how I looked um in the, like 10 years ago okay so just for you to know your body can renew the cells and you are beautiful and young and you have a bright future and there's a lot of possibilities always think of there are there's not a lack of anything there's a lot of possibilities there's an abundance of possibilities for you um, you just have to uh, get out of that situation that is not making you happy um, if you have tried to go to therapy you have tried to go to church but the person it won't change and men won't change I know it's going to be difficult but if you make a plan if you surround yourself with friends and relatives you will be okay and then men for them they have a different pattern they heal themselves they don't need really um much orientation because they pretty much uh, fix everything on their own way okay so if you need some help on divorce recovery separation recovery or to get out on an abusive on an abusive uh, situation and why you haven't made the decision to do it I can help you I can help you you can call me 832-764-1757 you text me first with your name and what you need help with and I can help you for sure and my name is Susu Kennedy and I am a life coach I'm a psychotherapist behavioral analyst and I can help you for sure okay so don't be afraid everything is going to be okay you just have to build up yourself first and be strong and be smart and be positive okay so I wish you the best this was motivation for life bye